0: And you're back on another edition of Kentucky Politics Weekly. I'm your host, Trey Watson. Joined uh, by Jared Smith. Missing Abby today. That's alright. She'll be with us on Saturday.
1: Yeah, somebody's got to keep Piper Smith afloat. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see if we can get uh, reprimanded again. Last time she was gone, we got reprimanded.
0: <clears throat> yes. Uh, I think we'll be okay today, unless it's somebody who's mad about Trump. because There'll be some drunk talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, there will um, be. Yeah.
0: So, uh, but you know, and we're gonna talk a little bit about Jason Glass. We we'll probably need to talk about that a little more. with Abby, when she's on, just being the for the education, yeah, being the education person. But I guess let's start there real quick just to get out of the way. Jason Glass, Kentucky Education Commissioner, uh, uh, point of contention, a lot of Republican attacks on Bashir uh, has left his, I guess, is leaving his job uh, to go up to Western Michigan to be like an associate dean, dean or, something. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, he blamed leaving directly on Senate One Fifty, said he didn't want to be part of implementing. Uh, a law he didn't agree with, you know. I think that there should be more pressure put on the state to relieve him of his duties much earlier because, you know, forget Senate 150. The fact that we didn't get our kids back in in-person schooling, you know, much sooner to me is a lot bigger issue and a lot bigger failure on the, on the policies being put put forth from the state school board and the Department of Education. But that's another story. Yeah. Um, you know. I... We'll see what impact this has on the campaign. You know, does this does this alleviate some pressure on Bashir? Does this, I mean, typically, Jared, you know, in politics, when you give in to crazy people, it, it, it typically just amps up the pressure you feel. Correct.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, he was a scapegoat of the culture wars, and I felt actually really bad because he made that comment well before we knew the culture wars were really here about, the, the, about if a teacher's not going to use the, the pronoun that the person wishes yeah. that they should look for another job. And,
0: and you know, that, that moment kind of reminded me of the Terry McAuliffe Uh, mess up in the debate, uh, against Yonkin where he was, where he's like, parents don't have any, any business in, in, uh, and, and like, it was just, it was shouldn't have come out of his mouth.
1: Yeah. But he said it kind of offhand and he said it before what I would call the crazies became emboldened and they kind of rallied onto that. Uh, but also, I mean, it goes back to my point. You know, if your son or daughter is tr- trans in high school and you don't know about it as a parent, you're the problem. Yeah. So, um,
0: I'll say this though: he became so contentious. I think that it, I'm, it, I, it, 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 it probably hurt the job of the board of education to be able to. do We've what chased this off to the do.
1: last three. Yeah. Is what Abby reminded me. We've chased off the last three uh, uh, commissioners. Uh, so I don't. I mean.
0: I don't know what they need to do over there, but you know, again, you reach a point where you you become such of a such, such an issue and such a lightning point that yeah, it's a problem for Bashir, but it also becomes a problem for the department to do the job that they're tasked with, just because he's he's such a lightning rod for some people. That right? They can go deal
1: with, right? And I talked to some people in that department, and they're like, "We know, you know, he's going to be gone soon. We don't know if we're gonna have jobs. Nobody's really doing anything. Cause we don't know. Yeah. The uncertainties so." there's such uncertainty. Like if you spend a bunch of time on a program to have it just canceled the next day, you know, so, um, again, yeah, I just, I like the guy. I met the guy. Was nice to me when I met him. Um, but you know, I think he was a scapegoat and I'm proud that he didn't pull any punches on his way out. And he so, said, yeah, that, that's why I'm gone. Cause of that. So, um, again, I hate it, but we're, it sounds like we're going to talk about Senate bill 150 for a lot longer. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. the legislative the commission on education, IJC, you know, asked Marty polio about it yesterday. And Polio reminded them that he was, you know, he's not a member of the board, and so you know he didn't have a vote in that. So, um,
0: and 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 another court did leave it in place. I think yesterday there was a hearing yeah, So you know, it 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 remains in place. Um,
1: what's, and- what's interesting about Senate Bill 150 is the tit for tat that's going on between the governor and uh, media and uh, the Republican campaigns about you know. Is he really for those operations for miners? He's saying he's not. They're saying he is because he vetoed the bill, but he can't line item veto. So, I don't know. I mean, but to me, it's all, it doesn't matter. Those operations were never performed in the state of Kentucky. We yeah. know that for a fact.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I've, I've said repeatedly that, I said, but when they were in the process of passing the bill, that any doctor who would perform those would be, probably have his medical license. Yeah, th- there was already, you there, know. There, there, were, there were procedures in place the board of medical license. Correct. That to, to Which is, handle the legislature doesn't, doesn't But, you know, the, the legislature laid a trap for him. Bashir fell right into it, and... You know, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, po- po- politically, I don't know what effect glass leaving is going to have because it's not like... I think it, I
1: think it takes not, a little bit of heat off.
0: Maybe, but it's not like people are going to be like, oh, well, glass is gone, so we're good. Like, anyway. No,
1: no, I agree, but they can't say, why haven't you fired glass? Why haven't no, you fired glass? But I, but
0: I mean, again, if anything, sometimes in politics, giving in and doing what the crazies ask for, just, you know, they're, they're never... Is we're gonna get <laughs> to Trump? You know, you're never satisfied. What never satisfied. You, 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 It's free speech, it's Trey. A, it's a bottomless pit of like anger and need. Getting a slate of go. fake
1: electors is free speech, Trey.
0: <laughs> you know, so I mean, giving in. I, I, we'll see what the next step is, but uh, yeah. You know, I mean, here's
1: a serious question: How do we attract quality candidates if we've run off the last thirty?
0: I don't know. I think there needs to be some better guardrail, and, and part of the, and part of this is Andy Beshear's fault. There needs to be better guardrails put into place to maintain some level of independence of that organization. And you know, hit, and hit during his inauguration speech, and I was I was sitting here in this office watching it. And the minute he said he was getting rid of the, the you're
1: asking the word office to do a lot of work for this. Room. Well,
0: but he was getting rid of the, of the state school board and replacing it with a new one. Mm-hmm. And literally, before he had finished speaking, I had looked up the voter registration and I looked up the 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 executive order. And found the names and looked up the voter registration of every single person on that list. It was nine. It was everybody on the list was Democrats. He, you know, he is part of the problem too. That he he played political games with this board, and now he's mad that there's being political games played with the board. Like, you know, gentlemen, there's no
1: fighting in the war room. room.
0: There, you know, there needs to be, and I think that there was. There's been a couple of bills passed to prevent something like that from happening. But I think that maybe there needs to be some more guardrails put up to where. There truly is, uh, you know, a return to focus on educating kids and getting some of the politics out of it. Uh, because I, I, you know, under the current situation, unless it, unless Republican governor wins, it's just all Republicans everywhere, and then teachers might be mad. But you know, at least there'll be less infighting in Frankfurt about the board. Although you think, you think
1: if one party has control of everything, there's less infighting. Well, yeah,
0: my <laughs> okay. oh yeah. But you know, I, I, I don't know, but I, I think you know, giving a little bit more. Uh, cushion to that to that body to get the politics of both of both sides out of it would, would probably help.
1: Yeah, I got some most of our property to, to sell you in Arizona too. If you think we you get I mean, politics yeah, out of it,
0: it's not going to happen. But I'm just yeah. saying, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, a, in in the perfect world here on Podcast Land, <laughs> I,
1: I do enjoy Podcast Land.
0: <laughs> uh, let's talk about Donald Trump. Uh, you know, Jared, I think yes. I, I I think he's probably you know because we start the Atlanta one, uh, the Georgia one coming. So I mean, if I'm him, I just go out and do something else because I'm pretty sure he, his punch cards, the f- fifth, uh, fifth criminal defense is free. Free, that's so, correct. Yeah, so he's he's already got three. It's-
1: Interesting stat. I hope he does it in Philadelphia because then he would have been indicted in all the National League East. Team cities. He's, an, he's in Miami, DC, and New York, and another thing I saw post in Atlanta's if, coming. Yeah.
0: post yesterday is that is that he was indicted in New York on MLB opening day. He was indicted, oh, that's right. <laughs> he was indicted in DC on the trade deadline. So look out, World Series. Over. What's going to
1: happen on the first game of the World Series? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Reds, back in first, baby.
0: Yeah, uh, well, Cubs coming. Cubs are playing well. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, the uh, uh, Donald Trump. You know this one. I mean. Man, you, it doesn't mean, look mean, good. No, I read it not, last night. Yeah, it's, it's it's. There's some pretty astounding quotes in it.
1: Again, Rudy Giuliani's fall from grace is unlike any fictional character plot arc I've ever seen. And I saw
0: a couple of legal experts on TV last night saying that they believe that the reason other people are named is to give leave to to indict them later. Yeah, like they, they, just because they're they're unnamed co-conspirators doesn't mean they cannot be. Officially named and indicted. In you can be
1: an unindicted co-conspirator. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, so, you know, th- they can still be indicted. <laughs> um, and, you know, and that's, you know, we talked last week about Rudy flipping and saying that he did, in fact, slander that one election worker, and two election workers in Georgia. So I'm wondering if that's a signal that he may be caving in. That working.
1: indictment looks like Meadows is talking. Pence took copious notes during yes. all of this. Yes. During January 6th, he took handwritten notes. He put out a statement today that said he would choose the Constitution again. Over Trump Um, Just refresh my memory Donald Trump stood on a balcony At a famous building And raised his right hand And swore that he would Uphold and protect The Constitution of the United States Correct? He did do that Okay Free speech Free speech (laughs) His fingers are definitely gross
0: Double secret
1: Uh, You know The interesting thing is I don't know why They waited so long To bring all these Because now I don't think this gets settled Before the election
0: No Not at all I, well, I mean, part of it was the January 6th committee refused to turn over a lot of the stuff to them. You know, the January 6th committee had access to some people that DOJ didn't. And they refused it. Remember, they refused. There was a big fight. Uh, DOJ was fighting with them. Yeah, I remember that. They refused to turn that. the stuff over until the January 6th stuff was done. So, I mean, if they had worked either in coordination with each other or if, or if January 6th had given the stuff to DOJ earlier. You know, I, could these indictments have been brought earlier? I don't know. But, you know, that that was Mitch McConnell's whole, whole point about uh, not voting for impeachment. Yeah, and, they, they and, ran that and, quote and, back and, on and, the news. And why McConnell was against the January 6th commission was we have legal processes in place to take care Both of these. Both criminal and yeah. civil. So could could this indictment have been brought earlier if it were not for the January 6th commission? I don't know.
1: That's a good point. I haven't thought of it that way. I just, um, I'm curious to see what Atlanta looks like. Uh, and again, for all the people yelling free speech— when an elected official feels so threatened by what's on the other end of the phone, he starts recording it. You know that's I hey, think <laughs> that's well, really way, free the,
0: speech. The, the indictment, if you read the actual indictment, <laughs> I'm talking about I'm not. Well, I'm the, just the the first, go back to the PC. first two pages. Of the indictment, or so. Uh, they actually lay out the case that Donald Trump has a First Amendment right to make outlandish claims about the election. He has a First Amendment right to, to claim that he didn't, he didn't lose. Correct. Um And that this indictment is not. It has nothing to do with that that this indictment is about specifically moves beyond that to use the levers of power that he had access to as a sitting president to attempt to prevent uh the certification of votes correct and to, obstruction
1: of congress was one of the ch- big charges yeah
0: so you know the, the the indictment is kind of interestingly written because it specifically in like the first two pages deals with this is not a first amendment issue. right we are we, we getting a
1: slate of fake electors has nothing to do with free speech yeah we
0: recognize that he has a right to to lie about
1: and we all know there are limits on free speech you can't yell fire in a crowded theater you yeah. can't you know uh, verbally uh, make threats menacing and all that good stuff so
0: and, and it's clear that like literally no one around him believed any of this including him yeah but they they were still going forward with
1: it yeah uh, yeah I just feel bad for the Capitol Police guys that got their asses kicked and I think one or two died yeah I, I mean and I feel like it's a little vindication for them
0: and a couple of those guys were tweeting yesterday
1: oh like, good saying good.
0: you know for the first step towards justice, or something like yeah. that. Uh,
1: speaking of January 6th.
0: speaking of that, you know, I've known Barry Saturday for a long time. <laughs> I,
1: I, I thankfully do not have the pleasure of knowing him.
0: I've known Barry since I was involved with the YRs. He at that point time lived at Scott County, and he was I, th- I think he was a Scott County YR chair for a brief period. I believe he attempted to challenge me my second my second term when I uh, ran for state wire chair So he's a political he, rival. He was unsuccessful there. He's here's the problem with Barry is He was he always was like the poster child to me of the YRs <laughs> that he was someone who was failed in every other area of politics and really wanted a, a political title. Like he wanted he wanted a title of some sort in a political organization. He tried to get elected Fayette County GOP chair, failed there. He's tr- run twice for city council, he's failed both those times. Uh and I you know Part of me feels a little bit bad for him that man his day in the spotlight finally came. <laughs> Very Saturday, uh, indicted as being denim dad. Denim uh, dad. During the January sixth uh, riots. This is uh, if you have not followed Barry's two time city city council candidate in Lexington uh, was arrested, uh, and man he can't even get his indictment day to to, to be in the spotlight. No, He's he can't. And, and remember uh, also two people. Uh, former state rep and, and the former attorney general candidate in Michigan yeah. uh, were also indicted yesterday for the fake electors so poor and ready. I think
1: there's stuff coming from Arizona too yeah. on that as well but
0: poor Barry even gotta got share his indictment
1: Barry, Barry's gotta up his cr- criminal game I, I will
0: say this I, I do owe Barry an apology for calling him crazy for believing that the deep state was after him <laughs> Turns that
1: That's right? so funny. <laughs> um, I thought you guys were like, Trey's actually apologizing? <laughs> I mean. Uh, you, should, you should read some of your Twitter banters with him. Those are pretty funny, the ones you shared with me. Uh, but well,
0: it's not as good that his side was starting to see me when I asked
1: if he was unbarbitious. <laughs> he did start to see you. He said, my bad. All, but all crazy people are unbarbitious. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so another January sixth it here in Lexington. Uh, Speaking, staying on the topic of coups, uh, Africa just Yeesh. and you know I saw a map the other day that that tracked I think the last five or six years, it, and it's interesting because it's all it's a straight line from kind of where the where the, the kind of chunk part of Africa on the on the Atlantic. Yeah, it's sub sahara it but it's still pretty game. high up. Yeah, like there's a straight line of like eight countries from the Atlantic all the way to the Pacific that have all had massive coups the last. Last five years or so, uh, this one was in Niger, uh, and like people on the street were were like waving Russian flags. And
1: stuff. Yeah, uh, you know uh, Wagner has a big uh, population, has a big presence in that part of Africa because they're just you know having their own gold and diamond mines, uh, yeah. and they give a little cut to the local government and ship it all back to Russia. Uh, there's no doubt Putin's behind this coup. Uh, what I thought was interesting is though France made it seem like they were going to. Uh, it invade and restore the, the former premier to which you saw the countries of Mali and Burkino, Burkino... Burkino?
0: Burkino Faso.
1: Burkino Faso said, if you do that, we'll send troops against you. And so that kind of cooled that off. And then Nigeria cut off its electricity to, that it gave to Nigeria. Um, You know, so... I mean... Uh, it was one of those few, like, a coup happened in an African country and there's no ripple effects outside the borders. This one's different. There's a lot of stuff going on well, right now.
0: And that tends to happen in the, the former French colony ones because was France one. is still extremely protective and, and still incredibly involved. Well, I, in but, but that comes with
1: the colonial powers. Like, everybody still has to. Well, like, but they, but Belgium still has to take care of the Congo. Yeah,
0: well, and, and Fr- France had, like, basically made a deal when they when they came out that were, there would be some, like, you know— some level of protection, right. involvement, so that they, the country just didn't fall apart. So,
1: and you know, the new strongman dictator said that Africa is the poorest continent by far. They have to beg, even though they have uranium, gold, diamond, you know, and bountiful plenties. And I was like, that you know, he's got, a, and he's talked about colonization of Africa and what it did. I was like, he's got a good point, but I mean, he just, you know, you can't, can't side with Putin and throw out. Throw out uh, existing government. Go- I don't know if there was an elected governor or not before, but
0: having a good point and overthrowing the country are two different that's, that's, Those are leaps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> had a good point. Wrong messenger.
0: <laughs> um,
1: um, and then they immediately said they're not going to sell uranium to France, which is like their largest customer. So I was like, that's not a good economic policy, sir. Yeah, that's the
0: thing. Like, a lot of times when these African nations have these coups, they, they act. And it, uh, they instituted Elon policies out of like spite and revenge. Correct. They just further ruin the country and guess what that does? It encourages more coups. Correct. Uh,
1: Correct. Um, well, so, you know, a coup, but Wagner's still there. Still in the background lurking.
0: Well, and I saw a map that they're actually marching back from like Belarus back in, back towards Ukraine. So I think oh, they're they're hey yeah. back there again too. So.
1: Oh, do you see where uh, Belarus flew two helicopters over Poland? Ooh, that's not good. Got the ambassador summoned. That's not good. NATO was alerted.
0: And oh, and also this morning, that Ukraine also that there was another drone attack against that same uh,
1: building drone. in Moscow. And the same building in Moscow, which yeah.
0: the Russians keep calling it an apartment tower, I, but I'm pretty sure the FSB has an. Has I'm pretty
1: there. sure it's military intelligence there. Well,
0: yeah, the okay. FSB is like the first six floors, and then you know, as, as all dictators who don't want their military industrial complex attacked do, they. Put you know, residential complexes above the <laughs> above the military uh, uh, assets there. So, yes, yes. You know, Russia can say, "Well, they're trying to blow up apartments where innocent people live, except for it's on top of the F- much
1: F- like Middle Eastern terrorists running their operations out of hospital basements." Yes, exactly. Yeah,
0: um,
1: that's bad, enough foreign policy for now. Bad,
0: bad news for the U.S. economy. Uh, Fitch's has downgraded the U.S. Uh, bond rating from AAA to mm. AA plus. Mm. Uh, the long term. Am I going Fitch- to get my tax return? What's
1: it? Am I going to get my taxes back?
0: I don't know. Mm. You know, a long-term vacation of this, of course, being in Kentucky where our bond rating has fluctuated uh, greatly over the last 15 years, uh, it, it's going to cost the U.S. More, more money to borrow money. Uh, that's not good considering we have a, you know, it's what, $17, 18000000000000 you You're going to
1: be shocked at who I blame this on.
0: Uh, no, I'm not. What? i doubt will be. The
1: House of Representatives. Playing chicken with the international monetary system with the stupid debt ceiling standoff.
0: Well, also, the really needless uh, second, third, and fourth uh, COVID uh, outlays are probably not good either. Have you
1: got your um, Employee Retention Act credit yet?
0: I have no employees. Okay.
1: <laughs> That'll do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And also, I think it's kind of, I don't know. I wonder if Fitch was like, if y'all are going to impeach Biden... And y'all going to do debt standoffs, and I'm going to put everybody on notice here. You know, like, let's be adults. We're here to be adults. We're not here to get sound quips and fundraise off of it. We're here to be adults and actually run the government.
0: I mean, it's clear, I mean we still don't have that defense spending bill. I mean, it was clear clear that the Biden administration and Democrats were very unhappy with it. You get Janet Yellen with harsh oh, yeah. words for Fitch, uh, Schumer, harsh words for Fitch.
1: Yeah. But look, as long as, I mean, if, if I guess what I'm saying is I don't ever want to repeat of the housing bubble crisis and the rating agencies were in on that from the get go. So as long as they're acting in an independent way, I have no problem with that. As long as they're doing their fiduciary job like they're supposed to be. And that, you know, rating dog, you know, what, uh, CDLs and collateralized debt. What is it? I forgot. Collateralized debt? Something else. Um, They rated it AAA and it was all junk. Yeah. And so, I. anyhow, we don't need to get off on that tie, right? Uh, <laughs> bad for the country. Hope it gets fixed.
0: Yes. Um. Uh, sp- staying in Washington, a good friend of a lot of us in Kentucky, uh, Todd Inman, my former state farm agent, who then <laughs> went on to work for the Department of Transportation, ended up as Lane Chow's chief of staff. Actually, his first weekend as Lane Chow's chief of staff was during a shutdown in D.C., <laughs> and, uh, and I actually had drinks with him. Oh, in nice. and he was like on calls. Like, he kept having like take calls for like emergency <laughs> stuff for the Department of Transportation while we're out for drinks. But uh love Todd in then and he has been appointed by the Biden administration to the National Transportation Safety uh Board. He's gotta be Senate confirmed, but uh considering it's a Biden appointment of a Republican, I, I would I have to imagine there wouldn't be a lot of yeah, a lot of issues with that one. Especially because Todd is incredibly tight with with, with yeah. McConnell's so.
1: team. Yeah. I don't think, see that to be a problem. It's good for. I like when Kentucky boys succeed on the stage, on the national stage.
0: Absolutely. Um, uh, Louisville. There was a man arrested for uh, having a tremendous amount of explosives in his house, and they're having to, they're going to have to uh, basically control, detonate, and burn down the house to get rid of all.
1: It's crazy. I mean,
0: that's a lot of explosives.
1: But it's crazy to me to think that that's the only way you can get rid of them. Like to me, it's counterintuitive. And the new fire chief is a friend of mine, Brian O'Neill. Congratulations! C- couldn't pick a better person to be the new fire chief in Louisville. But I just don't understand. I mean, I hey, assume, this thing's full of explosives. Let's just uh, light it on fire. I would
0: assume that they're just so they're so volatile that they're afraid of moving
1: them. Yeah, I agree. And it's just they, they, can you imagine how much explosives you have to have in a house for the mayor to walk out and say, "I'm condemning this. This is." <laughs> What was that picture? I mean,
0: I mean, it's, it's. I mean, clearly the guy is just. You see his picture; he looks a little nutty, but clearly he's just he's a crazy person.
1: Do we know where he was on January six?
0: Uh, probably hanging out very Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man! Man, I mean, that's that's a lot of explosives.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's so bad that they're just like we can't do anything with this. We can't do anything with this, and we're going to burn it.
0: I mean, my first thought when you sent me that link
1: was, uh, "God, who did Matt Irwin piss off now?" But <laughs> uh, I just voted for Matt Irwin as funniest person in politics on Olivia Crow's uh, anonymous uh, Twitter poll for Fancy Farm. There if anybody wants to check out her uh, her Twitter poll, is live till later this afternoon. I don't. You have to post this early. I
0: have not seen that, not but unfortunately,
1: did. I could not say anything. Uh, all the things I think Matt's funny for, I could not put in writing and re- repeat it. No, no, no. That's, yeah.
0: That's, yeah, Matt's humor is... He's been on the podcast before, but yeah, he's, he's a little... Uh,
1: Trey, talk about the... Um, the the uh, the comms directors for these presidential campaigns that are under 30 and are in meme wars with each other.
0: Yeah, so there's a semaphore article out about uh, specifically the... Uh, specifically the... Uh, the DeSantis campaign, which is kind of... You know, falling a little bit of hard times, and I think Ed Rollins and a couple of other major DeSantis supporters <laughs> said they need they need to cut it with all this meme crap. And it uh, <laughs> came out they had a they had a Slack channel where basically all these uh, kind of ridiculous, a lot of them fairly offensive, LG, some L- anti LGBT stuff, some, There's some Trump, Nazi stuff in there, some Trump stuff that had some Nazi imagery in it uh, was 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 at least tacitly if not directly produced by the uh, uh, by the DeSantis campaign. I, you know, I really think, sure, that that's a lot of the problem that we have with our politics right now. Is that you got, and and it, and it affects both parties. You got people, you got kids under thirty. A lot of them, a lot of them under like twenty six or so, who are in these comm shops, both in the uh, official offices and the campaign sides for both parties, and they just they they have. They don't care about winning. You, know, you, and I, you and I do this stuff. We we want to win the campaign. Win.
1: That's all, because, that's it.
0: Because winning the election then allows you to like do stuff.
1: Have better job options And, we'll,
0: and, and, we'll, and, and to, to legislate and to lead and to enact a... These kids, they don't, they don't care about winning. They care about like social media clout. Did mm-hmm. I own the libs or like... You know, did I? Can can we cancel this person? Because I don't like something he said. Like Mm -hmm. both sides, like they they have so totally and completely lost focus on the whole point of running these campaigns. These young conservatives, all they care about is on the libs. The the left is just offended by everything and everyone and wants to enact revenge anytime somebody sneezes they don't like it. Like, why? Why can't people just? Do, do the fucking job, Jared. And like, and like <laughs> message and, and 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 get your candidate elected. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. It would some of this shit would never cross my mind to do. Because it's like, is that is that affecting the election that I'm working in? Yeah. No? Then why then, then why am I gonna waste my breath? Is that
1: affecting an undecided voter in the election I'm working yeah. in?
0: Absolutely not.
1: You know, is it gonna make my <laughs> friends laugh? Yeah, but I mean it's what do we, Here's a quote, uh Twitter, a tweet about this that i love. loved. Yep, Republican primary voters want Colonel Jessup constantly admitting he ordered the code red and suffering no consequences. DeSantis acts like the pickup private who doesn't know who gave him the orders. And I hope everybody here has seen a few good men because that's a great analogy uh, to that. And so, I, he, look, and I said this before, they're, we're going to own the libs into irrelevance at some point, yeah. you know, and you start to see it with the dysfunction in the U.S. House of Representatives, in my opinion. I'm sorry to keep picking on Congress. Sorry, Morgan. Sorry, everybody, but... I mean, <laughs> there, it's twenty of you. It's twenty people that, that are causing all of this, yeah. and you know the speaker is is with them for, well, the, mo- for the most part.
0: Well, I would say there's about thirty five or forty, a solid twenty five to thirty of them are on the Republican side, and you get about ten on the liberal side mm-hmm. that they they don't care about affecting change. They care about poking the other side with a stick, raising raising money into their campaign accounts. No, they can, sub- yeah, they but- can pay their friends or consultants and collecting social media and earned media content. And, and it's, it's not about it's not about affecting change, doing better for the country. And at the end of the day, you can be as cynical as you want, but still to this day, that that is what running for office is, is about.
1: Correct. It's a terrible – I mean, it's a terrible job sometimes. And, and running for office is horrible on you and the candidate and the candidate's spouse. Uh, but please, everybody run for office. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need good people. Please run. Uh, what's next?
0: Um, I think we're just down to Fancy Farm review.
1: When do I get to give my Barbie review?
0: We do want to do Barbie. Do you want to do Fancy Farm last? Or, or Let's do want, Fancy Farm last. Right.
1: Saw Barbie, blown away. I am no way. Greta Gerwig, who's a, actually a very talented director, Warner Brothers approached her a couple years ago and asked her if they wanted to make Barbie, and they gave her a year to think about it, which is actually really interesting in the biz. Um, and she figured out a way that she so she wrote the script and she figured out a way to actually for the to have some meaning some substance they say it you know they say the funny parts out loud about dealing with um, being a woman Uh, it's hilarious it's insane to watch it's bright it's beautiful and when they talked about Ryan Gosling getting a supporting acting nod uh, I laughed at him but uh, his portrayal of Ken is one of the better things I've seen in a long time so uh, my only Thing is, the whole thing is about uh, Barbie has having existential crisis, and she's worried about dying. And so that's, if you want to bring your kids, if you're comfortable with that discussion, then Barbie's fine for anybody to watch. Uh, Really impressed with it, and I recommend everybody go see it, and Oppenheimer. uh, Jim Gray sat in front of me with Oppenheimer, Secretary Gray. And we walked out, we both said the same thing. That was heavy. So uh, some good stuff at the box office. Get out and, uh, you know, go support the movies.
0: I wanted to give a, a, a... So, you know, Mattel... This is only continuing to encourage Mattel to keep making... To Thomas keep the Tank make,
1: has to be R-rated. Thomas the Tank has to be R-rated. Oh,
0: well, I mean, it originally, had, it originally had George Carlin. But,
1: <laughs> it did. You
0: know, and, you know, let's, let's, we, we, if you want, we can have a further discussion later about the uh, economies of the Island, island of Sodor. And, and, uh,
1: well, you just got to read that Deadspin article.
0: I have many thoughts on, <laughs> on the Island of Sodor and exactly how it, it, the, the freaking... The uh, 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 you know, Sir Topham Hat. He's not even like the. It, there are other people. The here, trains don't do any work. Well, there, are, but there are also other people in the show who are noted as outranking Sir Topham Hat. <laughs> Sir Topham Hat still runs the whole freaking island. Yeah, like, it's a it's, it's just incredibly corrupt cronyism. Uh, but yeah, but so Barney there's also now coming out, uh, let's see here. There is a, uh, Hot Wheels has been licensed out for for a new for a new series of they're movies. Gonna,
1: they're going to do Hot Wheels. They're going to do. They're going to do Thomas the Tank.
0: Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, starring Vince Diesel. Really, is is, is, is in production. So every
1: toy that Mattel is known for is going to have its own and, franchise because they're modeling it after the Marvels.
0: A live action film version of Polly Pocket. <laughs> um, I probably will not see that one. Uh, sorry, not Hot Wheels. They don't do Hot Wheels. It's a, a Matchbox that Mattel has. Oh okay. They'll be, they'll be doing a, a Matchbox car series. Does
1: Mattel have the uh, trans the GoBots? They weren't Transformers, but it was the same concept. Ooh, I don't know. You remember GoBots? I remember
0: GoBots. GoBots. Go. <laughs> yeah, I remember, the, I remember GoBots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're just we're gonna yeah we're gonna have a whole Mattel toy universe now. Like can't wait for the Polly Pocket Barbie crossover. You know. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> also, to be fair, uh, Margot Robbie is stunningly beautiful and plays Barbie perfectly. And it's just ridiculous that any human being looks like that.
0: Yeah, there you go. Jared says go, go see Barbie. Correct. Uh, we won't we'll belabor the point in this podcast since we're going to do another one Saturday. If you're if you're there, I'm still trying to figure out where we're going to do it. Might we'll just end up good in front of the RV that Quarles is using. Um, but uh, we will. Be- my uh,
1: my contract rider requires shade.
0: <laughs> we'll see what we can do. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we, we will be recording uh, after the speaking wraps up at Fancy Farm. So if you're out there, uh, come by and see us. Yeah, stop
1: by, say hi. We'll put you on air for a little bit.
0: Um, weather looks like it's going to be decent ish.
1: So, like 110?
0: No, it looks like. Uh, uh,
1: I think it's 90 on the dot is what the, yeah, they're calling uh, for. Yeah,
0: upper 80s, low 90s, which I means if it's under 95, I'm happy.
1: This will be my 10th Fancy Farm. So you can call me the Real Madrid of Fancy Farms. Sorry, winning went to 10 first Champions first Leagues.
0: in... Yeah, seven. So I remember and I've only missed two. I missed no, I missed three. I missed the one when my wife bought a car, and I had to drive drive work to since then. I took her car up, and yep, yep. then I missed the I missed uh, twenty, and I missed twenty
1: two. Once I didn't have to go for work, I took like a two or three year break. Uh, and then I kind of missed it, well, actually.
0: It was, well, family, family being out there, it's different for me. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah, It's an excuse for me to go out and see Grandma or yeah, see my cousins it. and aunts and uncles and stuff. So, so I am
1: going to take you up. We are going to do the Knights of Columbus, and I will have a review. Excellent. So. Uh, oh, I
0: did see pictures. I, I don't think it's called the Knights of Columbus Hall anymore. It's it's like, uh, oh, I saw a picture from Stephen Ellery either on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, it's it's like the Assembly Hall or something like that. but. Beautiful looking. It's, they've done a total remodel, refurbish on it. Nice. Looks really nice. I'm uh, looking forward to getting some getting some good food in there. Excellent. Um, if, and if you're at a, if you to be at the picnic Friday too, uh, swing by and say hi. I'm at about one o'clock central time. I'm taping Renee Shaw's show. Oh, nice. So I'll, I'll, I'll go out there early on Friday and then head back out Saturday uh, morning-ish. I'm I
1: don't, I don't do the breakfast. The part of the party breakfast stuff. Just Again, unless it's
0: my job required. Yeah, unless I'm required. I don't, I don't eat powdered eggs just because I want to wake up any
1: powdered eggs. I mean, I'm not trying to knock public school cafeterias in Mayfield, but those <laughs> eggs were a little rough <laughs> in the morning. Um,
0: let's, let's, talk, uh, let's talk about the, the-
1: – What's the old saying at Fancy Farm, Trey, for our new listeners? A political campaign can do what? Well, You
0: can't win, but you
1: can't lose. You can't, win a fancy, you can't win the campaign at Fancy Farm, but you can lose the campaign at Fancy Farm. Ask Senator Scotty Basler.
0: Yep. Uh, Jack Conway had a one-to-seven senator.
1: Sandwich. Senator Jack Conway. Um,
0: you know, I think this being true now, Paul Rand Paul's not coming. That's okay. confirmed. McConnell is still pending on the thing. I just, I don't I know, man. hell, I, can't, this I can't imagine. But it's also Cameron. It's like one of his proteges. That's true. I, I, I have no idea because McConnell. Almost nobody loves fancy bar as much as Mitch McConnell. So,
1: oh, I can I can see that.
0: So I I have no idea if if uh, if the leader's going to be there or not. Um,
1: What's the governor need to do in his speech?
0: I don't know, yeah, because he and, and Cameron, neither of them are particularly well suited for this format. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron is much better. He's very skilled at the big soaring, you know, like like the convention speech. You got you know giving a big. You know, produced speech is. is he, I mean, he, now he's done well at past fancy farm. No, I'm he thinking. got
1: he got drowned out last year though. Well, alcohol Yeah, Charles Booker brought on a bunch of
0: people they drowned him out. Yeah, um, but but I'm saying he he you know delivery wise. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he 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 does love fancy farm, but it's not particularly his his strongest area. And and Andy Beshear's you know more of a we talk, we're talking podcast where he's more of a like Bill Clinton. I feel your pain. You know, more soft fuzzy. Now his dad was really good at this. I don't think Andy's as as skilled at the fancy form but he's also you know this is what his maybe sixth repetition. I you know he's missed he skipped a couple, but yeah, uh, you know so he's done he's done it before. I think both of them they just need to get get in and get out, get their get their little hits in, and hope that you know neither of them says anything particularly damaging. Yeah,
1: um, I think there's a lot of pressure on Michael Adams. Can he carry the humor from Twitter to the podium?
0: Well, and especially because you got Mike Harmon, who's got who's got nothing to lose with the dad jokes no, this year. He's going to do dad jokes. Yeah, so he's going he's to amp up the dad jokes. He's not ready, he's not ready for anything. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's going to be a uh,
1: – I'm curious to see uh, – I think Pamela Stevenson will do a great job. She's a dynamic speaker. This is made for her. I'm to see how Russell does cause Russell, he, yeah. Because
0: you know, his, his parents are – I don't remember if it's his mom or his dad was in my mom's class at uh, Mayfield High. Mm-hmm. And then and the, whichever parent wasn't in that class was a year behind. So, you know, Russell's family roots are, are in Graves yeah. County. So uh, I'm, I'm suspecting he'll feel pretty comfortable out there. And also,
1: yeah. yeah. And it also, I think it's important for Russell because this is uh, probably his. Big time introduction into Kentucky politics for everybody, not yeah. just for yeah, one Pam, side. Pam,
0: yeah, Pam Stevens has been seen. She's got she's, know, been, she's got four she speeches. Was, and she was, yeah. was tiktok and, and tweeted and stuff last year during the one hundred and fifty stuff. Yeah,
1: but I think a lot of people will be interested to, to see what kind of substance is in, in, in Russell's speech.
0: Yeah, uh, you know Jonathan Shell. I think he'll this this is you know, he for years. He's done the Jonathan Shell Fancy Farm Challenge, which he brought back this year. So you know, he's he's somebody who really loves fancy farm. Yeah. I can sh- see Shell. Really, You know, that, that the Rulish guys always kind of, they 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 tend, they, they lean themselves more into this than, than yeah. most other people. You know, Com- Comer always really relishes Fancy farm. I think Shell do Then well. Treasurer candidates. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> treasurer. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, Corals, uh, this would be his last. Yep. Which, uh, I've been trying to help him come up with some one-liners. If anybody's got any, got any that you think would be funny for Ryan, let me know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't. You know, I think you know the question is: Is this going to be Mitch's last one if he shows, and what, what's he talk about? And you know, is this Ryan's last uh, appearance on a stage as well?
0: I don't think it'll be for a, for a while at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I did see uh, a fans forum tweeted that thinks Fox Fox News and CNN are both sending camera crews. Oh, cool! I've talked to somebody from the National Journal who's going, so uh, and we should have a pretty good contingency of. Uh, of of press there, I don't know what the crowd will look like. Just you know, governor's years are always weird on crowd. There's there's some that's huge and some that it's that's
1: right, yeah. There's some that are massive, and yeah. Some... And,
0: and you know, and what is the what are the what, you know, what's the productions look like? Uh, you know, some years people really <laughs> yeah.
1: In. Who's gonna have the funniest signs?
0: Like you know, the one year it was 07, We had Bashirville. The they had like giant uh like like on the we put on the side of of uh, flatbed flatbed you know tr- uh, trailers. Built like uh, kind of a, 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 a facade of uh, of, a, of a town going out of business, you know, struggling because of because of casinos, and so it was like a giant casino in the middle, and then like payday lenders and like you know pawn shops, and we had people dressed up like homeless people hanging out inside of it, asking asking for casino chips, and then. Uh, we had my buddy, Matt Ballard, who's now vice president of like one of the biggest one of the biggest PR firms in the world. Uh, Ballard was dressed up as Casino Steve. They came out chucking <laughs> these casino chips. To say That's that hilarious.
1: I mean, chips. we just turned on in 2011 and did Casino David Williams. Well, so. I've,
0: I've got I've, – I can say to you, I've got, still got – a of those casino chips hanging around. Do uh, you really? Oh yeah. Uh, I can find an reference recording. But yeah, yeah, he came he came out through the crowd chucking these handfuls <laughs> of casino chips out the ground.
1: <laughs> uh, one of my favorite memories is I was with Monjardo and we did uh Silver Spoons for Conway and we tucked Silver Spoons in everybody's pockets and uh, Tom Conway, his dad, came up, took it out of my dad's pocket and yelled at my dad and he didn't know my dad, ever was <laughs> my dad, he just thought it was a random Monjardo supporter and mom's like, who's that old man that just yelled at dad? I was like, Oh, that's Jack dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the production stuff. Of course, you know Tommy Drummond famously was one of the monks uh, during the uh, 2000 uh, election that Al Gore and the, the the Buddhist donation. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Tommy I think has already retweeted that picture. Of it, so oh good, good, good. Fancy good. Farm Week. Uh, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what those, you know, especially with Terry Carmack involved. He's a West Kentucky and mm-hmm. very really values the tradition of Fancy Farm. Do the, do the Cameron people have any? And, then he, and, and, you know, I think Scott Jennings is involved at some level of the campaign. Sean Southern, certainly uh, well-trained by by Jennings. worked up going to run switches. Those guys kind of get it, and, and, and like to have fun with it. So, it'll be interesting to see what they've got what they've got put together.
1: I do remember this, and I, I feel comfortable telling this. Uh, during Andy's AG's campaign, before Fancy Farm, we went into a conference room. It was me and Jonathan Smith, who's now Deputy Chief of Staff. And Andy practiced his speech while we just yelled every single insult we could at him, screamed it at him. And he only broke when Jonathan goes, Benghazi! <laughs> 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 this is the only time he broke. <laughs> that,
0: that year, uh, Ryan practiced his speech in my grandmother's basement yeah. while I, like, banged a... a- I had a uh, a, a screwdriver turned upside down with bang like on the counter. I was throwing uh, tennis balls at his nuts, <laughs> and, like, sc- <laughs> sc- just screaming. They're like, you know, I mean, when you work on a campaign like that, and you're around somebody. And I've been Ryan. and I are are, are good friends and. You know, I'd been running the campaign since December, and you know, he had, I'm sure, picked up frustration towards me. I said that, up frustration <laughs> towards him. So it was like, I, I, could, I could finally unleash it all on it. I'm just yelling the most vulgar things I could think of, yelling at him, and like throwing tennis balls at his, at his crotch and just screaming stuff. And yeah, we, so we practiced that in my grandmother's basement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. My other uh, The night before Manjaro in 09, Kim Jevon and I stayed up real late with Daniel writing his speech. And I just remember it was my first fancy farm. And I'm like, I've got to get to sleep. Like, I'm so tired. Like, how are we all going to show up at the breakfast tomorrow morning? <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, I usually end up drinking at the Outback with all the reporters. Until, like, <laughs> they kick us out. And <laughs> uh, come, come
1: see us at fancy farm. Uh,
0: yeah. Looking forward to it. Love fancy farm. Uh, hope to everybody out there. Check out the Knights of Columbus. Hall. get you a good meal. Um, and I think that's what we got for the week, Jerry. That's it. We'll cut it off. We'll be here. back on Saturday. Yeah, we'll be back Saturday. As always, if you get us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review. Uh, give us a like and a follow wherever you get podcasts so you get alerted when there's a new one. We'll see you uh, Saturday on another Kentucky Politics Week.